It's an honor for me to be here today. I don't know if it's morning, if it's evening, because I'm a little bit jet lagged. So if I confuse the two, please just get over it, okay? The title of my message today is Revival in Capernaum. Revival in Capernaum. I want to speak to you about a revival that we can see through the life of Jesus. Because whatever Jesus has done on earth, he came to show us what we can do on earth. Can I have an amen in the house? Whatever Jesus did on earth, he did it as a man. He didn't do it as God. Otherwise, you know, it was not fair. A man, the Bible is really the book about two men. The first Adam and the last Adam. The first man lost everything before Satan. And it took another man to take back everything from Satan. And his name is Jesus, called also the last Adam. He came as a man because he came to show us God. And he came also to show us a man in the eyes of God. He came to show us how God is, but he's also showing us as our man is in the eyes of God. And in Mark chapter 1 from the Passion Translation, I'm going to preach very good if you help me, okay? From Mark chapter 1 from the Passion Translation, we read verse 21. I want to show you what Jesus was able to do in one day. Please say with me, one day. Now let's say it like we are Americans. One day. One day. Always work. <laughs> In one day Jesus did something that some of us, if we not follow his footsteps, will never do in a full life. But I want to follow his footsteps. Verse 21, the Bible says, that Jesus, then Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum. And he immediately started teaching on the Sabbath day in the synagogue. What day was this? It was a Saturday. Verse 23. Suddenly during the meeting a demon possessed man screamed out. Hey, leave us alone, Jesus the victorious. I know who you are. If you know the story, Jesus rebuked the devil. Cast him out of the man. And everybody was impressed. To the point that the Bible says in verse 27, that the crowd was awestruck and kept saying among themselves, what is this new teaching that comes with such authority? You know, they were used to teaching with no authority. They were used to words and no power. But Jesus came to show us a better way. It's called the power way. It's called the authority way. It's called that whatever you call in the name of the Lord is going to come to pass. Can I have an amen in the house? And in verse 27, they were so shocked that with just a word, he could command demons to come out and they obey him. And so the reports about Jesus spread like wildfire Throughout every community in Galilee. Pastor, every community, once we begin to move in the power of the Holy Spirit, once we begin to speak with authority, once we begin to bring revival, be the revival, 
It's going to take one day for every community to hear about us and about Jesus. The Bible says that from that place, Jesus went into a house. It's the same day. And the house was the house of Simon. Even there, he healed the mother-in-law of Simon Peter. And then from there, people overheard that he was in his house, in that house. And in verse 32, the Bible says, Later in the day. What day was this? Saturday. Later in that Saturday, just after the Shabbat hour, we can say, or the Shabbat ended at sunset, the people kept bringing to Jesus all who were sick and tormented by demons until the whole village, until the whole village, until the whole Auckland, until the old Wellington, until the old Rome. Come on, is anybody here with me? Was crowded around the house. And Jesus healed them all. And then in verse 35, we will see this later. The Bible says, in the next morning. So one day of the ministry of Jesus. Pay attention to this. One day of the ministry of Jesus, starting from zero, he began to speak. And as he was speaking, he was okay, he was calm, he was in the synagogue. All of a sudden, he was confronted with an evil force. But because he knew who he was and his mission, he rebuked the evil force. Because you serving God doesn't mean that you will not face opposition. Serving God means that you have authority over every opposition you will face. And then from there, people began to come and gather around the house where he healed another woman. And then he healed and delivered another one and preached to our whole village in one day. One day. But my question my really question when I read this and I noticed this was, Lord, if you could do everything in one day, why did you wait 30 years? <laughs> why did you wait 30 years? And then this very day you started. Remember a few verses before that, he was baptized in water by John the Baptist. And they opened, the heaven opened, the spirit came and the voice said, you are my son. The approval of the Father released him in God's timing. The approval of the Father from heaven released the Spirit upon him and released him to move. So many of us, we fail. Not because we didn't hear from God. So many of us have failed because we heard from God but didn't wait for the approval and the timing of God. Come on, I'm preaching good here. Don't be too quiet. So the revival that the Holy Spirit wants to give us, that the Lord wants to give us, will come, number one, through the Holy Spirit destiny. Destiny for each one of us. And destiny is not only a destination. Destiny is a journey. Destiny, it's built on daily discovering. Destiny is built on daily disciplines. Destiny is built on daily obedience. 
so many times Jesus was working as a carpenter. Can you imagine? I imagine Jesus working as a carpenter. If, you know, a carpenter, usually they miss one finger <laughs> or two, right? And I imagine Jesus as a carpenter. Let's say, for a mistake, he cut it on finger and then, ba bam <laughs> Or, grew back again. Why was he a carpenter? Because he was showing us the way. And so many people there heard from God. Maybe when they were young in Bible school. And, but they didn't wait to the timing of God. And God wants you to get a job. Hello. <laughs> Sometimes I receive phone calls. You know, Pastor, this is funny. I receive phone calls or text messages from young leaders. And they say, hey, Pastor Francesco, if I come to your church, would you give me a salary? Because I am called by the Lord. Would you give, or do you know somebody from another country that can pay me a salary because I'm called by the Lord? You know, in the Bible, it's clear that even Jesus had to work his way through. Had to be submitted to his parents. Hello. Oh, this word is old-fashioned. Submission. There is no submission. There is no mission without submission. Come on, I'm preaching good. I'm preaching myself happy, you know. I'm just preaching whatever I wanted you to preach when you come in Rome. We help each other. <laughs> Jesus was working. Jesus was submitted to the parents. Jesus was studying. In Luke chapter 4, you can do your study. And the Bible says that as his costume was, he was going to the synagogue every Saturday. As his costume was, he used to go in church. He, used, he didn't watch it online. And he, he didn't even teletransport himself, you know. <laughs> he actually went and served there. That's why when they gave, the Bible says, the, the book of Isaiah, which was not a book, it was more like a scroll. When they gave him the scroll of the book of Isaiah, he was authorized to do it. He was not a novice. He was not somebody that, you know, just appear all of a sudden, I am anointed. I am anointed, you know. <laughs> they knew who he was. They knew he was, a, he, he, he had integrity. They knew he worked hard all his life. They knew he was not depending on the money of others. He was actually supporting his parents. Hello. <laughs> I hope I didn't lose any friends here. They knew him. They knew his brothers and his sisters. They knew him. Even too much. And Jesus served in 30 years. Jesus worked hard. Jesus was submitted. And Jesus learned. Remember when he was in the temple, the parents couldn't find him. He was only 12. He forgot he was 12. He was jet-lagged in that moment. <laughs> They lost him in Jerusalem. 
but they found him after three days in the temple questioning the doctors and the teachers and they were amazed by the wisdom that was upon him. And Luke chapter, five, chapter 2 verse 52, the Bible says that he grew in wisdom and favor before God and before man. You want to see revival in your life? You got to be lovable. So many people, they think they have such a big stat, statue before God. But, but they are, you know, how, how can I say it in a nice way, you know? <laughs> if you want God to use you, you need to learn to stay with people and love people and be teachable and keep a job and pay your bills. And respect your woman if you are a man. Respect your girlfriends or friends. Or... By the way, can I just take a little uh, outside road here? <laughs> when you get married, and if you are married, your wife, you are a child of God. She is a daughter of God. So your wife is not only your wife, and God is not only your father. God is your father-in-law. <laughs> Don't mess up with that father-in-law, okay? Next week I will be here, the same channel, a different hour. Are you enjoying so far? Revival comes when we allow God to break us. Oh, no, 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 Francesco, I don't like it. Many people want to be used for thousands of people, but not many people want to be bro broken in thousands of pieces. And your job will do that. Your boss will do that. Bruce will do that. Jesus went in that place. He didn't go as... Uh, uh, you know, somebody from another planet. He didn't go like he was weird. He was dressing like them, talking like them. Somebody feeling the pain like them, tempted like them. He had to pay his bill like them. He went through the same temptation like them. But he showed them a different way. He showed them the way of the Father. He showed them the way of the Holy Spirit. He showed them a new opportunity on their rising when you listen to the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, number one, the Holy Spirit is a destiny. Number two, revival comes with the Holy Spirit directions. The Bible says that he was led by God. He was led first in the desert, then into the city, and then we will see later in other cities. Another reason why sometimes we fail is that we don't want to be led. We don't want to be led by God. We don't want to be led by His people. You see, before Equippers, I was pastoring another church. And I was on my own doing the things. And, uh, and, and everything was okay, but was not, you know, like it is now. As soon as we joined strength, as soon as I submitted myself to Pastor Bruce and Sam, I felt a kind of uh, 
uh, how can I describe it, a mantle coming upon me that gave me a different speed in the spirit, that gave me a different vision. Are you with me? That gave me a different credibility. It's not about me or you. It's about the vision that God wants to accomplish in our city. And so many people, they want to do their own thing. But the Holy Spirit always works in teams. He doesn't need another star. He already has the star of the morning. And his name is Jesus. And as we position ourselves to his direction, there are places that will open up for you. I told you the story about the church in Sicily. And when I went there, I used to travel a lot and preach a lot around. And I remember one time as I was uh, preaching in this... uh, evangelistic meeting there was a woman there that uh, was walking with a cane it was like a tripod cane because she was not at all able to stand imagine to walk but as I was there and I felt God sent me there you know I paid my own way I helped you know renting the place because if you believe God is calling you, you are, you are the first one that has to believe in yourself. My first book, I've written many books. My first book, I paid the printing thing and I gave them away. Gave them away. And I was afraid nobody would buy them. So I said, it's better give them away. I will look better. <laughs> and one of those books that I've written in 2003, I didn't know that arrived in Sicily, in the very place where that day I was having an event. And many people read more than one copy of my book arrived there, read my book. And when they overheard that I was in town, they came. And there was also this woman who was walking with this cane. And as I was preaching, I just saw a quick vision. Because when you go where God sends you, you can expect him there to wait for you with supernatural stuff. And as I was preaching, I saw like a quick video in my mind. And I saw myself going to the woman and telling her, in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. And in the imagination, the woman actually stood up and began to run. Now, it always takes faith to obey God. And I did it. And as soon as I did it, as soon as I touched the woman, she began to run in front of everybody in that church. And today, we have a church there. Why? Because when you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, He will work for you. You are actually working for Him. He will open ways. He will open theaters. He will provide the money. He will touch the hearts. In Equipers Rome, many people are moving from other cities to help us because they watch us online and they hear what God is doing. And many of them leave their jobs, leave their house. Even this very week, two weeks ago, a family, the Lord, I was in holiday. And the Lord told me on the way back, stop to Naples. Naples is two hours away, two hours away from my house. But I felt the Lord saying, stop to Naples. There was a couple that I knew that was going through a difficult season. And as I stopped in their house, they asked me to stay overnight. And I stayed overnight. And as we began to talk, 
I began to evangelize everybody that was coming. All of a sudden, it was like a revival in that house. And these guys were so shocked that uh, I was there in July. Two weeks ago, they left everything and moved in Rome because they said, if there is a God that can move like that, I want to move in your city. I want to learn from you. I want to do whatever God is, is doing, is asking. And in two weeks, they already, both of them got a job and a house to live. Isn't that supernatural? So to, to follow the directions of the Holy Spirit, you have to pray, stay with him. Um, my passion is to pray. And when I pray, it's not very much important what I say. But you have to pray through until he began to say something. Prayer began when he's in the room. Prayer began when he's talking. And you have to get over yourself to get into that space. And when you are there, you hear the directions. So many people look at us and they, are, they see the glory and what God is doing, but they don't know. They don't know how much it costs sometimes not to buy your own house, but to buy the Bible school. And then even with that very building, they took us to court. And I said, God, Why? Why, God, you, you told me, I heard from you, maybe some of you here heard from God and is going through difficult situation, and now you're thinking, maybe I didn't hear from God. Not you heard from him. Because sometimes he allows you to go through certain things to prove you that he's with you. They took us to court. I didn't know what to do. And Pastor, I called Pastor Bruce. This is a recipe. When you know, don't know what to do, call Bruce. And I called Bruce and I said, Bruce, what should we do? And he told me, give them whatever money they want, but get out of court. Because you don't want this thing in the back of your mind for 10 years. I said, but I'm right. They're wrong. But the, the conversation on the phone was already over. You know him, right? He could at least give something towards it. He didn't. <laughs> he just tell you what to do, you know, to do, do this, do this. But he's always right. That's the problem. <laughs> anyway, we saw the favor when we were in front of the judge. And these people began to accuse me and my wife and began to curse at us and began to say horrible things. The judge stopped let them out of the room and talked with me face to face and said, I, I understand exactly what is happening and I can hear your heart. She said, let's get these people out of your life. Remember that scripture that says, you know, don't be afraid when they will, uh, you know, throw you into those places that God will help you. The judge helped me and she said, how much do you want to give them? And I said the, the amount, and she made it possible. And we, in September, just this September, we finished paying. We are now 
you know, building in it. We are renovating it. Hopefully, hopefully we'll open soon. My desire is to open in January. January, more people will be trained to go into the harvest. More people will be trained to plant new churches. More people will be trained to bring revival, to follow the Holy Spirit direction. But how can you do that? Only if you allow the Holy Spirit destiny to be revealed. Only to allow the Holy Spirit direction to be heard. It's not a God problem. It's a man problem. God is ready. Are you? Third point. To bring a revival. We need to understand the Holy Spirit demonstrations. Holy Spirit demonstrations. I have seen throughout these years, in the midst of difficulties, Pastor, in the midst of oppositions, in the midst of everybody, you know, hoping that we would fail as a church, as a family, because not everybody will clap you. Hey, if you want everybody to clap you, change sport, change career. No, Jesus said, I came to bring this word. And so many times to serve God means to lose some of your friends. To serve God, even my father, there was a moment. He never, he never really deluded me in life. But just this one time, when I felt it was time for me to, to start an equipper's church and move out of a previous movement that I was part, because I, I felt I couldn't breathe there. And he said, you know, you are a rebel. You are, you know, things that you don't want to ne never hear, especially from your father. And I said, Lord, but you spoke to me. And my father didn't talk to me for a while. My brother was a pastor. I was banned from his church. One time I went there for a funeral of a friend of mine. Everybody was giving me the bad look. We moved city just to stay away from my parents. And yet we were serving God. Yet we were obeying the Lord. Oh, so many people see the glory. They don't know the story. They don't know the court case. They don't know the rejection case. They don't know the painful moments. They don't know sometimes the loneliness, the misunderstanding, the night without sleep. But God will always demonstrate His word when you are in line with His purpose. And today, my father serves under my team. Not only that, my brother is in my team. We are all together. And now that we are working on the Bible school building, my father said, Francesco, you, are, you have to focus on the things of God. Don't worry about the building. I'm going to take care of, you know, the workers. I'm going to pay. When you have the money, you will repay me. Just focus on the things of God. Because you are the man and we want to serve you. We want to follow you. Isn't that amazing? 
when God speaks, when the Holy Spirit directs, He will demonstrate that He's with you. He will demonstrate you in signs and wonders. You will step into the lion's den, but they're not going to hurt you. You will jump into the fire, but it's not going to burn you. Are you with me? You will walk into the water, but you will not collapse. Why? Because His purpose is bigger than our purpose. His plan is better than our plan. My encouragement to you today is don't resist to the Holy Spirit. Auckland needs you. Wellington needs you. Capernaum needed Jesus in that day. Jerusalem needed Peter a few weeks after. Ephesus needed Paul. But New Zealand needs you. Rome needs me and many others. Italy. Where are you from? Switzerland. They need people that are willing to lay aside everything for the purpose of God. That are willing to go where nobody wants to go. That are willing to do what nobody wants to do. Are you with me this morning? Oh, I would love to see somebody standing up and say, yeah. I'm ready for it. I would love to see somebody saying, Jesus, use me. Oh, many people wants to do great things for God, but they don't want to move. But the gospel says, go. The gospel says, go and I will be with you. Go and I will move. Go and I will touch. You see, it takes the Holy Spirit in you to get you saved. And it's a work of salvation that Jesus did. But it takes the Holy Spirit upon you to get you sanctified and empowered to do the works of Jesus. Wow. It takes the power of God to overcome sin. It takes the power of God to overcome sickness. It takes the power of God to overcome Satan. But I have a good news for you. It is available. It is available. It is available. One last sentence. The Holy Spirit comes in you through receiving the sacrifice of Jesus for you. But He comes upon you with His power through repentance, brokenness, surrender. Maybe the Lord is speaking to you today and you are dreaming about doing great things for God and the dream is real the vision is for you but are you willing to allow him to take through the journey a journey of preparation a journey of sanctification 
a journey of continual repentance over the things that you know are not pleasing God, are just weighting you down, are just burden, they are just a burden for you. Maybe it's a relationship that you know deep in your heart is wrong. Maybe it's a sin, it's a a thing that you have embraced without realizing it, it got stronger. Maybe it's an attitude. I want to tell you something. The Holy Spirit is here with His power to touch you where you need. So to set free from anything that is holding you back. Because he has a great plan for your life. Are you with me today? He has a great plan for your life. He has a great plan for your life. Yeah. Jesus.